Speakerphone, man. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Awesome, bro. Oh, this is awesome, dude. Thanks for thanks for fucking hooking this up and making this happen for me. Yeah, no, for real. I appreciate yeah. you, man. I've just been running a little bit late. Like the past few days have been a little weird. Dude, but, uh, dude, time <laughs> is like pretty fucking static right now. Anyhow, dude, don't even trip on it, man. I, <laughs> but same, same here. Like I catch myself waking up like five and six in the morning, and by like you know last night I was like ten, eleven o'clock. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm fucking tired, bro. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm all over the place, dude, but it's all good, man. Uh, so so uh, what have you been doing, man, in this fucking crazy quarantine? I know you're not working, right? So uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, doing the open mics, and then uh, I really like racing games. been playing racing games a lot. Just, you're a gamer. Right on, dude. I'm not, but I am. I am now. That's awesome, man. Uh yeah, I, I tried my hand at, uh, I'm not, you know, it turns out my hand-eye coordination is, you know, maybe I'm not a hunter. It's all right. Fuck it. I'm no good at it. Uh, it's fun as fuck, though, uh, but, uh, you know, that's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so for our listeners, for, for the kids at home, where, yeah. where, where are you quarantining currently? I'm over in the southeast. I'm, uh, I live in the same building as uh, Next Adventure on the Stark. Oh right so on! I'm like I'm like inner southeast. For sure, for sure. I know where you're yeah. man. <clears throat> it's it's kind of cool because uh, the the crazy homeless tweakers keep it real over here. <laughs> you know? They ain't scared in in the outlaw mind, so I can uh, keep writing the way I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fuel for the fire, man. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. Uh, that's awesome. Have you have you do you do you know them or do you have names for them? tweakers over there i know some of them i don't i don't have names for them I'm not quite that mean because <laughs> i don't have like personal names buddy rich I'm just like, buddy yeah rich. <laughs> there's that guy yeah there's like a tweaker buddy rich and <laughs> <laughs> uh well i would um what uh how well i guess it's obvious how your my, my next question is like how's your day-to-day 
different from everybody knows it's different for sure. Everybody's it's been really interesting for me because um, I was running pretty damn hot before the lockdown. Yeah, no doubt. I remember talking to you at some the, open mics, and both of us were like, yeah. worked to death, dude." We had uh, we had some shows coming up, and then um, yeah, I was working like twelve hours a day. Right. But I, I was just hoping like once things shut down that I'd be able to keep the momentum, but the momentum's gone into like fourth gear. Like I'm not slowing down at all. That's what so, I'm talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah, here I am talking to you, you know, like it's just a lot of things uh, popping up, so. You might as well though, right? That's exactly yeah. how I feel, man. You could either like, you know, take a lot of walks or a lot of naps and you can like do some shit. Cause, I mean, also I feel like any fucking minute they're gonna be like, "All right, it's cool. Let's go back to work. You have to go back to work now, yeah, and it's over." Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, "Nah, I need like one more week." Right. Yeah. No. I, I, it's it's been good for my bank account. That's for sure. I was starting to save money, and I, I don't really buy things, so I just been loading my money up. So uh, nice, buddy. Yeah, I'm hoping when we, when we go back, I'll be able to have more, even more time to be the outlaw, even with you know working. So. I hope so, dude. That's yeah. We'll see. Like, the outlaw needs to be like wherever the outlaw is. It needs to be a thing, man. That's, yeah, you should you should do a show, dude. You should do a radio show. I'm thinking about it actually. I, I was gonna actually mention it. I want to do something that's like um, I was thinking about calling it Outlaws and Rebels. And it's like outlaw musicians and maybe some comedians. Dude, it, dude, yeah. there's a ton of holes in this. In the, I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess I'm just putting it together in my mind and I'll present it to Brian and Kelly. But same thing happened happen. with me, man. I was like, oh, I have this idea for a show, and yeah. then it turned into something else, and then that turned into something else. And by the time I pitched it to him, I put a spin on it. I was like, oh wait, there's like four different kind of ideas, and I managed to. Yeah. Somehow, I so we'll see, we'll see even if this if anybody tunes into this thing. But it, it, either way, it's kept me so busy, <laughs> so focused. And it's shit. good, yeah. It's good I, for guess, me, bro. I guess I was trying to say, I mean, even though I don't, I think like some people, it's like I don't necessarily have much going on day to day, but yet I'm super busy and just keeping up with texting people. And, and it's weird, before this, I started dating someone, so that's taken up some time too, you know, even from afar, it's like. Dating a lady, it, t- it takes some energy. <laughs> oh, forget it. Dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> so it's like that. It's like new relationship on top of everything else. But I'm trying to learn how to figure it all out. And I, I've been talking to her about it because she's like, I mean, I don't know if I should say this over the radio, but she's like, it, out. it doesn't even have to be here. Well, no, it's just, it's just a funny thing where she's like, I'm dating. The, she knows who I am. Like she's. That's how she got like kind of got into me for my performing. But she's like, I'm dating the outlaw, but you're like super sweet and nice to me. And it's kind of weird for me. Like even nights I just do open mic online, I get to drink it, and I'm kind of the outlaw. Like I've learned how to decipher myself from the outlaw. You know what I mean? I do. So, so it's like um, it's kind of compartmentalizing, sort of mentally, like between her and being the outlaw. It's been interesting, but I think I'm mature enough to handle it. I'm only. I'm only 44. You think I can get there? (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm sure by now. (laughs) That is fucking hysterical. (laughs) Do you keep that in your mind? Is that something you have to like? You're like, all right, I'm getting too outlaw now. I have to reel it back because I have to talk to girl later. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I think it's a good thing. I I think I feel like my favorite like outlaw musician performers, they the ones that have lasted, usually have a good like woman to anchor them to kind of like 
bring their ego back down or maybe, you know, rub, rub their back or coerce them back to reality of sorts. I think if you don't have that, it kind of with what I do, since I do something in like a punk rock nature, I, I think it's good to have something to ground you. But it's good because I also have my cat, which is like no matter what's going on, he just brings me right down to reality and I turn into a marshmallow anyway. So, <laughs> oh, man. But I, I always tell her, don't tell people how nice I am. You ruin my rep. <laughs> well, you're doing it now, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally exposing myself. It's all, up now, dude. it's all over for you, bro. It's all over. I'm done. I hang it up. <laughs> people, I think, probably suspect that anyway. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, when you, you're like just some guy at the bar, and then when you get up on the mic, every people that's when people like you that's when you know who your friends are that's you know the real the real cats in the room are it's like uh, yeah you know, I've, I've seen you know people always react to your performances man uh, yeah you know good bad and different like funny like it's always something and maybe it's not the whole room but it's like 100 percent of the times you do your thing something happens and somebody feels that shit dude because people aren't used to hearing Right, right, yeah. And, uh, but it's like, you know, they, you, if you were the outlaw 100% of the time. <laughs> I'd be in jail, probably. <laughs> I've been to jail, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, walking the line, that's so outlaw, man. Yeah, I am walking the line, for real. That's it. So, I want to talk about that, too, man. Um, I've got some other boring questions about your fucking Netflix stream, but honestly, I know you're. Yeah, yeah, right totally. Stay tuned after the break for more Friday in the Fort with Fort Hamilton and our interview with the outlaw Ray Leader on Shady Pines Radio. Welcome back, you guys. Friday in the Fort with Fort Hamilton. And now on to part two of our interview with Ray, the outlaw leader. Cooking at home now that you're not cooking at work? Are you... Are you like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of making whatever, but I, I, I do like to cook, you know. Uh, I've, been, I've been eating pretty healthy just by default because I want to get as many nutrients as I can for the cheapest, you know. And then um, I kind of feel like uh, the way – I feel the way I do right now the way where I'm on, if I'm on a road trip, I don't really like to eat, like, snacks anymore because I hate that feeling of being weighed down in the car when you've eaten too many Doritos and you eat like a Snickers. Uh, totally. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather just eat like, you know, um, a whole meal or stop and have a meal or maybe eat some fruit. So I'm kind of going though with that mentality right now, like eating like, I mean, I've been eating some crap, I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> eating, eating like peanuts, you know, and uh, more more vegetables and a lot of a lot of rap so i was like fuck man i, I don't it, it's kind of uh, like evolving um my eating and my cooking but it, um just getting some tortillas and being like jesus christ man there's so much you can do with tortillas and like i, I love garden wraps and that's such an easy healthy thing to do cut up some whatever veggies you want roll that up man maybe put some dressing on there you're good like so yeah i've been fucking around with that oh, and um, man you gotta have a cooking segment in your show I should, yeah. I, uh, people, some people, I mean, don't know how to cook. <laughs> so, you know, so I wanted to talk about, I was just saying, we didn't get to any of the stuff I want to talk about. First thing I want to talk about was like, you know, how did you become the outlaw? When did you decide you wanted to do that? When did you, I mean, I initially was going to ask, uh, 
when I asked earlier if you played an instrument, that was part of it. I was like, you know, did you at some point play in bands and then decide you wanted to do this? Or talk about how, how you got into poetry versus rock and roll and or how you combine the two things. And because I think that's really what you're doing. You didn't choose yeah. one or the other. I didn't. Um, I tried to. Well, I, I've been thinking, um, especially lately, things have been taken off more. Um, you know, you know, writing. I, I call them the the literary gods or the writing gods. They've never led me astray. It's like uh, something happened um, over an amount of years, and something just started guiding me, and I, I didn't uh, question it, and I somehow haven't fallen off its path and, and I, I feel like almost in a weird way like writing made a promise to me to take care of me and it, and it always says no matter what it's, it's not always easy but at the same time um something good always pops up around the corner and my writing just feels more and more effortless uh, i feel like i've been almost um on like a Jack Kerouac wavelength of where he didn't edit much. He was actually very much against editing. And I, I don't like it when people have a totally set idea of how to write because it's different for everyone. But I've just been um, falling into that and it's uh, improved my life in ways I can't even, it's just been a huge uh, blessing. But, but again, it goes back to the whole being an outlaw. It's like not really a choice, you know, um, Right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it out till death. Like this is my course. I'm not and I'm not gonna like just retire one day. I, I plan on being on stage even if I'm in a fucking wheelchair. Um, but uh, it, it was it's been very um, interesting and almost like faithful in crazy ways. Um, but I, I started out. Um, in like an experimental band, like a rock band, we were uh, kind of like. I always kind of like to say like Sonic Youth meets Pink Floyd, like it had like nine, '90s noise, but it was like psychedelic, mm -hmm. and we we just kind of came out of that. Uh, we we were called the Majestic Noise Experience in Pennsylvania in 1998. Was not ready for us. <laughs> we almost practically got kicked out of the state. Uh, we were just crazy, man. We were. I was. Um, You're still not ready, dude. They're <laughs> still not ready, right? Uh, that that was I was thinking about today because I was actually watching um, a documentary about Bill Wyman from the Stones and and seeing like the early days when the Stones were struggling and they were like honestly we never thought we'd be on TV because what we were playing wasn't commercially acceptable. We were playing blues music, but nobody really knew what blues music was in um, England, and I think that's the way for a lot of bands. Uh, especially back in the day, we were just hungry, crazy dudes. I, I grew up with everybody working in, in factories and shit, you know, and, and listening to the shitty new country music. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. And I, I was like engaged. When I was like 19. Of course, this that wasn't going to last. And I, and I, I was going to, I had, um, I could have went to college when I was in 10th grade. I was like one of those kind of people. But I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. So I, I feel like the outlaw is such a direct, like, like I almost like I say it, like I know everything about myself, but I don't, I'm just been walking in the blind my entire life and things have just um, fallen into place, which, which I'm grateful for every day. But, um, 
so I, I that that band was going on, and then a bunch of crazy shit happened, and we toured across the North U.S. and we landed in uh, Seattle. Now, are, are you playing guitar in this band? I'm playing guitar and singing, um, but I was doing a lot of crazy shit in that band. Like I, I was putting um, a hair dryer on my guitar and drawing feedback and fucking with like pedals to make sounds. Mm-hmm. Like we were like nothing was like in bounds. And as, as you probably remember, like the '90s were such an experimental time for music. I think people forget that it, it wasn't even about like trying to play perfectly it was just about making individuals because everybody yeah. has a favorite song from the 90s like it used to be the 80s and now it's like 90s hits but you're right there was like that was the the time when like all any anybody was like sure i could be a drummer <laughs> right right you can play a beat right so let's start a band you know you can play some chords and i think there was i, I kind of missed that in music, I feel like the internet kind of fucked it up because um, everything's got to be in a category now. Uh, I think it's going away again, though. Honestly, like I hope so. Yeah, all, all the all the gear it takes to make everything is so cheap, and like even just this, like you can produce anything in your freaking garage, your bedroom, whatever. Like you know, so I don't know. Yeah, I just you know, I'm, like especially like open mic. I would rather see someone try to do something interesting and crash and burn and suck than see someone do something perfectly that's like the same old shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it kind of came out of that. And um, so we, we ended up in Seattle and uh, we, we almost, it's another story, but we almost got signed to Sub Pop. I should have done that because at least I'd have a few albums with Sub Pop, but my fucking ass. Go, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you definitely like, like you said, it's all falling in place for you. Like, so, yeah, like right. A lot of dudes that used to have a record deal with Sub Pop and they're like working at fucking, you know, Fred Myers right now. They, they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, here's here's something. You, speaking of open mics and people trying new stuff, like uh, the first time, uh, obviously, I met you and heard you and found out about you was at the open mic, the Eastburn open mic. Uh, sure. Yeah. And I know we've had at least one talk about this afterwards, but I think for people who are just hearing this and don't know who the fuck either one of us are and have, you know, (laughs) know what it is exactly that you do that I'm talking about. I I make a big deal out of, and I'm sure other people do, like your cadence, your timing, and the way that you're like, you know, people, you know, they say so-and-so to the mic and the poet comes up. And everybody goes, Ugh. like, yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, and it, there's something that, uh, you know, no, no offense to anybody. It's all respect and love. Sure, sure, sure. All the love and respect I can muster for it. Uh, I'll have to say, like, everybody's still doing that same dramatic cadence when they're giving you their poetry. And you get up and you're like, guess what, motherfucker, you're all tired. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, like, also Ramones, also Willie, also Johnny, also all those fucking things. Sure. And, and, you know, that that took a long time to, like, develop, even though it's um, it's, it's just me um, evolving. Sure. But uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to fit in. You know what I mean? I'm not capable of it. Yeah, you're doing good staying on the island fringe of it. But let me ask you this. Like, you know, as you're saying, like, the writing... Has your stuff has been coming easier and it kind of just is you're hitting a point that's kind of flowing. Do you, when you write now that you've kind of developed this such an original style, such an original cadence, such an original character, when you 
get an idea? Is it, or when you start to write, do you do you hear yourself speaking it as you're writing it, or is it just an idea? You're like, oh, I gotta write, I gotta write about this thing. Like, in terms of your process, like, do you? Is it easier for you to like? I know what this is gonna sound like, and I so it's just coming to me quicker. And it's ended up, and, I mean, do you write on paper? Do you put it on your phone? Why do you do it? It's, uh, it's changed a lot. It's, it's constantly changing. Um, like, like I was saying before with the whole Jack Kerouac thing, it's like I, I think about it less than I ever have. It's like um, I, I can write something out pretty fast now, about an hour or two, and it's like done. I'm not, I'm not really the kind of person that like comes back and tinkers. I'm just kind of like that worked or that didn't work or – there's like I love um, like the sleep. I, I think a lot of I think what I'm trying to say is a lot. A lot of what I do is similar to stand up, where I pretty much have to go to open mic. So that's because that's the only way I can test um, where I'm at. You know, it's like especially when people laugh out loud, that helps me a lot. But I've somehow just um, it's almost like a psychedelic like like out of body experience thing but it all somehow gets into my uh, stupid brain and and then i just my instincts kick in, kick in and i kind of know just kind of know like what to do so um like for instance when i became the outlaw and i and i started getting into trouble and i was like well i, I kind of want to use this word but i shouldn't <laughs> i learned how to sort of walk the line on that how to like not really walk the line but walk, walk the edge of like how far you can possibly go without making people uncomfortable and not really being able to perform that's a whole kind of art, art in itself a learned um, skill man that takes like when, yeah when, are you talking, when did you decide you wanted to be the outlaw when is how far back is this oh man i i've probably been the outlaw about seven years now wow, right on man. it's well it's funny how the whole i mean like i said uh, my whole writing everything about it's just been a, a great accident i was never like in high school like i'm gonna be a writer like one of those people like i i can't believe this is what i'm doing in my life right now it's, it's as much a surprise uh to me than anyone but um anybody that heard your 10 list of influences and you know none of them were sam kinnison ronnie dangerfield eddie murphy none of them were Fucking, you know, uh, Hunter S. Thompson or... No, 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 nothing, you know, and people always compare me to Bukowski, and that's cool, but uh, Bukowski is just, he's just a really another very small element to what I do. I've never tried to be Bukowski, and, and most people that they're like a lit major know that, that what Bukowski does and what I do are actually very different. It's kind of like the Beatles and the Stones, they're similar, but they're totally different, you know? Totally different. Um, but, but what happened was I, I was, um, I'm not going to mention names, but I was performing at a coffee shop. Uh, it changed ownership. The owner got really uh, upset over something I performed, which was, I used to do a lot of characters and I did this bro character and they killed, like people went crazy. They were laughing, they were cheering. I come off stage and, uh, the lady's just like, I don't want you here anymore. And I couldn't understand what the fuck she was talking about. It didn't even occur to me she would be offended to kick me out. That didn't even make sense in my brain, you know what I'm saying? And I, I got kicked out of another place the next day. <laughs> 
so now it's like I'm trying to, I, and it didn't just, it didn't upset me at all. I was like, this, this is weird, you know, and it, it was a little sad because I, I didn't part of my journey now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, um, I kind of looked at it at that point. Open mic was sort of like my yoga. Like I was gaining some popularity, but it was something I, I would go and have a few beers and do every week for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but one night, um, when all that was going down, I was uh, hanging out with this girl, and uh, kids don't do drugs. We are doing some drugs, and I was laying in bed. And I started thinking, and I was like, I told her, like, I'm, I'll never forget this. Like, it changed my life, actually. It's funny, but I was like, I'm an outlaw. I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm a literary outlaw. Like, I'm getting kicked out of, I'm like illegal in the literary world. And then that just went... <laughs> <laughs> like I, moment, man. I um, well, I I still haven't published a book yet. Um, hopefully that'll be happening. But uh, I I literally saw in my brain like a movie. I saw the words the words literary outlaw, and I saw like fireworks and sparkly lights around it. And I was like, this is it. So for a while, I would like do shows or sign up as the literary outlaw it's, you know, it's kind of like wrestling then it just got dropped to outlaw because I, I didn't need all that and i changed my name on facebook to literary outlaw and then uh, talked a bunch of shit to people when i was drunk which i kind of wish i hadn't done as much but the legend just kind of grew after that <laughs> that's branding baby yeah, that's, uh, yeah, like, it wasn't on purpose, and I think it's funny when people think I just came up with, like, a name, like, like, Marilyn Manson or something, it's like, no, that just, like, happened in the crazy way it was supposed to happen. <laughs> By the way, dude has the, the, the word outlaw tattooed on him, you want to talk about that? That is true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I've been taking a lot of baths lately, like I said, and, um, you I was look, looking at my, uh, my, my tattoo and I was like, you know, that tattoo may have been the best thing, the best choice I've ever made because <laughs> it took me like a while to actually do it. And I didn't really have the money either. It's a move, by the way. Yeah. Um, people love it though. I wasn't yeah. sure. Um, and then the evil people loved that. Um, and then even my, uh, I wasn't sure how my boss would react. And then I, I didn't even, you know, I wasn't going to like run up him because I, I, I cook and then I have to deliver food to tables. I didn't want him to be like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, oh, outlaw, you did it. Cool. And I was like, oh, okay. My boss thinks this is cool. So <laughs> it is cool, man. I put you in our, in our video, our music video. If you can go on YouTube, uh, the Fort Hamilton YouTube and, uh, see the video for just a poor boy from New Orleans. You can see right. Ray no, that was good. <laughs> Showing off his forearm, uh, I think that was the that was the day you got it, maybe or the day after it was fresh. It was close, yeah, yeah. It was right around that. There's only a few people I've shown that to, and they looked at me like I was crazy. And that, that's a whole nother weird night. I'm not gonna get into. But I was like, well, if you if you don't get it, then just fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> no, like oh, whatever. <laughs> man, that is great. Well, um, well, I would say. Let's. I want to move into two little quick things. Um, yeah. Call it a night, but um. Is there uh, two things I want to know if there's anything you want to plug or talk about or promote or anything that uh, you think the kids need to know about? And then B, yeah. hoping that maybe I could, if you wanted to read us a, something of yours. Sure, yeah. Uh, let me knock out the promo real quick. Um, you know, Facebook doesn't let me have my outlaw thing, so my Facebook is, is Ray Leader, my actual name. And, uh, Spell that for the kids? I, 
it's R-A-Y and then L-E-A-D-E-R. Yeah, I'm the leader of the pack. <laughs> Wasn't that the yeah, Honda motorcycle uh, ad for a long time? Follow the leader, he's on Honda. Exactly, yeah. He's probably on a Harley, so. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but easier too. I know the kids don't like Facebook anymore. Um, literary Outlaw on Instagram. That's an easy one. And then on Facebook, I got the band page, uh, Outlaw and the Boys, which is being, again, like blowing my mind because people have been liking it right, right and left. I think because they're home bored. They're like, I guess I should finally like Outlaw and the Boys. I'll hit that like button. Hit that like but, button. Uh, that, that's what I was saying though on um, you know I want to get some t-shirts made and, and bullshit like that and um, I, I might be hitting up you and Johnny to maybe record some tracks that we can put out as uh, singles Not too uh, um, what was I going to say I was talking about the Alan the Boys website <laughs> the Facebook yeah, you have a, you have a dot .com um no, I don't have a dot com right now, but you can also follow Outlaw and the Boys on Instagram, and I try to keep it fun and interesting, and um, and not just with me, but I'm pretty embedded in the Portland uh, poetry world at this point, and I host the Wildwood Open Mic every um, it's every first Monday of the month and every third Monday, and I, I host. Um, I'm one of the one of the four hosts, so about every three months, I'm on there and I have a feature. But that, that's just like another thing I do on there. Yeah, I don't know. It's just always there's always stuff going on. <laughs> but yeah, that's the main way to uh, find me. Um, there's also Outlaw on the Boys tracks on SoundCloud as well, uh, which is not something I need to work on more. But it is there, and there's been so many different versions of the band. I, I got to put up stuff that that. You and I did. We haven't we haven't talked about that. You, you and Johnny did a show with me, and, and hopefully more. Um, but we got some really good shit out of that that uh, that, was so that show. Fun, uh, I would recommend uh, to your listeners because it's got host and um, guests. But I have the track "Worship the Devil," which pretty much speaks for itself on there, and it's, that's probably one of the best videos of, of me with a band. We got the fog machine. You know, we all look super cool. Like. <laughs> So that's definitely something to, look, to uh, check out if you really want to see what it's all about. Oh, we do, buddy. We do. We're going to <laughs> You kids head over there right now. Head over to that Facebook. Check out that Worship the Devil. And then when you watch it, make sure you worship the devil. Don't you praising <laughs> Satan while you're <laughs> <laughs> oh, Exactly. Man. Fuck yeah, dude. You, you did it. That's it. That was an excellent <laughs> one, <man>. So Thank uh, you. <laughs> do you want to read? Do you have uh, something? Yeah, the, I, th I thought maybe I'd just read like a hit and uh, something that's easy and fun. You got, man. Yeah. Slayer. You want to go see Slayer, man, Gary said? Yeah, I said. It's in a few months. What? I waited and waited and waited and waited like a motherfucker. I told everyone, going to see Slayer, man. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Fucking Slayer, man. Fucking goddamn Slayer, man. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking Slayer, man. Fucking goddamn Slayer. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Told the mailman. Going to see Slayer, man. Fucking goddamn Slayer, man. Fuck yeah, he said with devil horns. Fucking fuck yeah. Fucking goddamn Slayer, he said too. 
I sat at home beating off. Gary called me. Slayer's fucking today, man. Goddamn fucking Slayer, man. What? I thought it was tomorrow. Fucking today, man. Fucking goddamn Slayer, man. Fucking goddamn, I said. I zipped up and ran out. I met Gary at a bar. Fucking Slayer, man. Fucking goddamn Slayer. I chugged my beer and we left. Need snacks, man. Need snacks for Slayer. We went and got chips and sandwiches and pot cookies and whatever the fuck else we got. Ready for Slayer, man. Goddamn fucking Slayer, man. We got stuck in traffic and listened to NPR, listening to Horrors of the World. Ready for Slayer, man. Gary and I talked about getting into fights. Ready for Slayer, man. We drove into Washington. The Hicks were out directing traffic. People pulled up next to us with devil horns. Ready for Slayer, man. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking fuck yeah. Fucking Slayer. Fucking goddamn Slayer. Went up to the gate with security waiting. Fucking Slayer, man. A robotic voice came over the loudspeaker. No drugs or weapons. No drugs or weapons. No drugs or weapons. Gary and I put our drugs and weapons in our coats, sliding them into boxes, leaving us free for a pat down from the security guy. Okay, you're good, he said, and we retrieved our drugs and weapons. We got beer as soon as we could. We chain smoked cigarettes and chugged our beers waiting. and yawned. His belly began to growl. His children were entering the gates. Security got nervous. I flirted with a garb but was too stoned from the cookies to get anywhere. We went in. Anthrax bombarded us with a nuclear assault of savagery. I was never a fan, but I became one instantly. People I knew came and went, but I was too stoned to do anything about it. I raised my hand half-assed but put it back down, giving up. Testament came on after that, and we went and got pizza. Gary's buddy walked up. Slayer! He yelled like an animal. We stood there bullshitting and chomping. Fans walked among us wearing their $100 t-shirts and $200 sweatshirts or whatever the fuck. People were starting to get arrested. Security got more nervous. The belly of the beast was getting fed. The gates were burning. Satan chuckled into a full maniacal roar. People around us were getting lost on drugs. Girls circled us five times, waving each time. Hello, 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 hello. It was time for the show. And that is all. <laughs> the outlaw. Everybody. That's a pretty good rendition over the phone. <laughs> Dude, I killed. I was like, ah, I, I've heard that a couple times, but like, I don't know how not to laugh. I was like, how do I get out of the chair quietly and go away from the microphone without making noise like Jesus Christ, dude?